Welcome to Random Questions, the show that turns interviews on their head. I'm Eric Johnson, and who the hell are you? Who the, I, I'm Kurt Wagner. Oh, you're in, my house, you're in my house right now. You thank you for having guard. me. I appreciate <laughs> of it. Of course. Very courteous of you. Of course. Uh, if this is your first time listening, here's how it works. Neither Kurt nor I have any idea what we're going to talk about today. I have a list of 292 questions here, and every time I hit this button, we'll get a new one at random. You can submit your question for future guests at randomquestions.xyz. Now, here comes the first question. So, Kurt, what was your favorite thing to do on the playground as a kid? Hmm. I was always, I mean, you, you know this about me. I'm a sports fan. Yeah. I was always into playing, uh, uh, I guess, touch football touch on the football. playground. Yeah. We would play every single day. How old were you in when you started? This doing... was elementary school. I don't know. I would say like third, fourth grade. Really? Yeah. And sometimes I remember we'd have like everyone in the whole class I feel like played so you, you know you'd be like 15 versus 15 and epic battle yeah no one, school proportions. no one really knew what anyone was doing so you just kind of you know run around for 20 minutes I'm sure teachers appreciated we always came back a little more tired so that's good. And did you did you win most of the time I'm sure I'm sure I couldn't tell it's your you your history you can I write didn't, it yeah yeah in that case I would think we only ever won uh you know I didn't keep track of stats or anything like that no, there was no fantasy football no for, fantasy for football, football. In elementary school. no no but um every once in a while if you got lucky the uh, older kids would invite you to play in their game right. so that was that, that was like being was asked up to the big leagues that, that was like that was... the call-up from triple a <laughs> to the majors you know if uh maybe your one buddy from the neighborhood who was in the grade above you would Hey, we only have 14 people today. We need right. you to be our 15th, and then you desert all your friends and go play with the older kids. That was the cool part. And was it always football, or did you play other like sports at that age uh, too? Yeah, I mean, if I'm talking uh, just kind of at the playground, like recess type stuff. I mean, I think we played kickball. I remember I got into a, a weird free throw shooting phase where Whoa. I would just go shoot free throws by myself playing at the basketball. by yourself. <laughs> yeah, I would just count, and all like I was always big into keeping. It's funny, I said I don't keep stats or anything but i would actually like <laughs> keep track like how many free throws i would make how would you keep track i don't know I, I think i would probably do it in my head but then i would jot it down you know on paper or whatever when i got back to class but i think that lasted for maybe like three weeks yeah every day i went and shot free throws it was i don't, I don't know why i did that and then in the back after that to touch football probably yeah <laughs> yeah i couldn't tell you but i know that it was almost always uh organized some kind of like pickup sport for me yeah, yeah. right on yeah. All right, here comes the next question. So now do I ask you these questions too, or is this a Well, I mean, if you, want, if you want to throw them back well, at me. Well, I mean, I guess before we get to that, yeah, yeah, just yeah, real totally. quick, like I guess now I'm curious what you did. Yeah, well, I mean, I uh, did not play touch football. Okay. That, that was not, I was not a sporty kid. Yeah, <laughs> I think I knew, I knew that. Yeah, you can kind of tell by looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> Would have guessed from, from having talked to you before, but yeah. Yeah, uh, no, I mean, I, uh, I liked watching baseball and stuff, but so I did like, you know, outside of school, I did like Little League Baseball sure, and, sure. and Pee Wee Soccer and stuff, but at school, like on the playground, I guess it was like a lot of tag was kind of yeah the tag was yeah yeah that's good tetherball um, and then uh, did you guys play foursquare yeah yeah that was I never something. got I never really got into it but kids played that at my school that was when I I, I moved to elementary schools uh, from between second and third grade and that was like one of the things that like when I moved that was like one of like the the things that I learned that was like a, a formative like thing for friendships was learning yeah. how to play foursquare for the first time because that was like hey teach the new kid how to how to play and so yeah. 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 
We no. also used to play. I'm now. I'm now having all these flashbacks. Yeah. We'd play this game where you would throw a tennis. We'd have like the hard brick wall and I throw the too. tennis ball yeah. against it, and then you try to base. I can't remember exactly, but you'd get a certain number of steps when you got the ball, and right. you could try and tag someone and throw it against the wall before they went and touch the wall. Um, it was a kitty squash in a way. It was all. It, yeah. Whatever it was, that was a big deal too. I remember now yeah. that uh, kids would play that, and and typically I will say, you know. Uh, boys and girls kind of did their own thing at recess, especially right. in, right, you're in elementary school, so sure. it's like the cooties. Bo- the cooties and all that. Yeah. But I feel like the tennis ball game was the one game where <laughs> everyone, like boys, girls, didn't matter. It was like the great unifier. You come and you come to play. You nice. know what I mean? And uh, and that was pretty great. So. I, I'm kind of sad that ESPN doesn't have like a, like a yeah. wall ball or whatever. I, know, that I is. wanted to call a wall ball too, but I felt like that was more with like a um, maybe that's something else. Like a, a one of those big rubber balls. This with the with the Tennis ball. Tennis ball is different. It was something yeah. different, and I can't remember what it was, but it was it Beats was good. Me. Yeah, it was good. Anyway, all right. <laughs> See, there you go. There you Sparking go. Sparking more memories. All right, here comes the next question. <laughs> I don't know why I wrote this one. <clears throat> you die and are informed that there is no afterlife, but if you want, you can be reincarnated as a rat, a cockroach, or a pigeon. Do you take that offer? Or just or, or or it's just over. You're completely no, no more life for you. Uh, first of all, that is a weird question. Yeah, I, don't, I, I must um, have been like out of yeah, must <laughs> long late on a Friday. Yeah. Um, I would no, I wouldn't take any of those. Those no. sound awful, and I think I would want my uh, you know, my last time on Earth to be not in, hated. Yeah, by yeah most in my of current humanity. in my current form. You know what I mean. Um, if you had to choose rat, cockroach, or pigeon, is there one of those where if you had to be one of those? God, they're all awful. I guess pigeon only because you could, you know, you could fly and it'd yeah. be kind of cool to to see things from a different perspective. Yeah. Um, people don't. Also, you could like be amongst people and they might kind of hate you, but they're probably going to leave you alone. But probably like, not going to try and exterminate. Yeah, if you're you. a cockroach or a rat, I mean, people are going to be stomping on you on purpose, right? Yeah. Like, at least as a pigeon, you can kind of get away with, like, hiding in the corner. Just fly away and fly go poop away, on a statue. Sure. Yeah. yeah, so pigeon for sure, um, <laughs> but none of those sound worth uh, coming back for. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I think when I was thinking about this question, it was like I was listening to some podcast or I was reading something that was talking about reincarnation of, like, the whole, like, karmic thing of, like, you know, what you do in one life comes back to another sure. one. And I, 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 I was thinking, like, you know, it's 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 nice to think that you would move in a certain direction, but it'd be it would really suck if there is a such thing as reincarnation and you just like get like assigned something yeah. where it's just like you know, sorry, this is what this is what you get. You're yeah. a pigeon now. You what know? if you were, just came back as like a tree too? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's, that's a living that's a thing. living thing, right? Yeah. So all of a sudden you're just chilling in the forest. And I'm a redwood for the next eight hundred years. Yeah, people are building nests <laughs> up in your branches and all that stuff. I don't people know. are building nests. That's, that's, oh, yeah. or or birds or cockroaches, maybe or yeah. rats. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. You, 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 have, you have the woodpeckers that are you know yeah. d- drilling into your skin. Yeah, exactly. So no, I, I think um, uh, I think I'd be content. You know. Yeah. And not, not, hopefully no time soon, but I'd be content going out uh, as Kurt. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. Here comes the next question. You are at a party with an open bar. What do you order? Well, as you know, we actually are in this scenario pretty often, given <laughs> yeah. what we our we're, cool job. We're both journalists, so we both work for the same yeah. uh, journalism outfit, and so yeah, we uh, get to go to a lot of company parties. Events, and... things like that. Um, 
I'm pretty. I don't take advantage of it to be honest. I mean, I I uh, I'm a beer guy. I yeah. normally get just a beer. Um, and lately, if it's an open bar like that, I'll get some kind of maybe an IPA or like a st- like a darker beer. Yeah. And uh, if I'm paying for it myself, you know this, I go for PBR. You go I for get, the cheap beer, the cheap ass hipster beer. I am down to. Uh, uh, I'm not too ashamed to say that. For three bucks, get my can of, of PBR. I'm pretty content. That's fine with me. I just like it's it's the this is the funniest thing whenever whenever we go out with our coworkers and we just have the whole we run the whole game and we have you with your cheap PBR. Yeah. I get a slightly more expensive beer usually when you I'm tapped. Beer snob. You. And our, our our coworker Mark goes with his rosé wine because he, he, yeah. he's like you know a he's, whole lot, different level of snob. Well, he's <laughs> he's such an old he's such an old fart. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That so. that. That's Geezer. What, exactly. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm typically a beer person. Um, if I were to get a co- if you know, you forced me to get a cocktail. Um, Open bar, so you, you can yeah, have anything I'd you probably, want. I'd probably get, uh, God, this is so lame. I'd probably just get like a uh, vodka soda or a gin and tonic or something. Yeah. I'm not a huge... I'm not a huge hard alcohol guy. So yeah, well, I mean yeah. that's that's kind of the, the whole thing. So like, there's some people who are like, that's a huge part of their identity, right? Is like, what right. do they order hard liquor? They have a discerning taste in that specific type of whiskey or or vodka or whatever, right? Or at least that's what alcohol commercials on TV have led me to believe. I you know, <laughs> I, don't, I wonder how much of that is also a uh, perception thing, right? Because yeah. I'm not. I, I will say, you know, carrying the PBR can around at the party <laughs> isn't like the coolest thing to do, but you see uh, the guy who comes from the bar. He's got the little tumbler, the big block of ice. He's got like his his nice little, you know, I don't know, uh, uh, bourbon or whatever in right. there, and it does look cool. So I think I've got the, so the answer. That's then. It. You got you got to you got to find the bartender who will make you a drink that just looks cool. Yeah, but it's still people. This is actually apple juice, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, I do like it. actually apple juice is what I order on the airplane. Really? Yeah. Is that, is that for for all your life? You've always got. Oh uh, no, juice? I I typically will alternate between orange juice and apple juice, but I'm in an apple juice phase right now. Really? 2015 was an apple juice year. Right. I can't tell you why, but it was. This episode will be coming out sometime in early 2016. So okay. maybe, maybe by the time this comes out, yeah. you'll be like, "Fuck apple juice!" Yeah, I'm on the cranberry juice. So, yeah, you know, some totally bizarre. <laughs> uh, but yes, so there you go. All right, here comes the next question. What would you do with a billion dollars that you were given? And don't worry about the taxes that's already been taken care of. You just suddenly get a billion dollars. Oh what do you do? You know, I, I will say, like, I've thought about this in some capacity before, right? I mean, this oh. is like one of those questions where it comes up. We live in Silicon Valley. There's actual yeah, billionaires people here. people have billionaires. And, uh, or people are billionaires. Um, <laughs> well said. Um, I think, I, you know, I would... I, I, I realize this is going to sound kind of corny. I would like to think I would earmark some of it for donating good cause, yeah. right? Like, I mean, plus, spend, I will say, spending a billion dollars actually sounds kind of hard. Like, yeah. you would really have to work hard to spend a billion dollars. Well, I mean, you could in th- you could invest it in something. You wouldn't have to spend it necessarily. Totally. It's, it's what would you do with it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so here's here are the two good things I would do. Yeah. I'd earmark a good part of it for, for a charity that I want. And then I think I would uh, pay off my... My parents' houses. My parents are divorced. Yeah. But um, I was one of those super lucky people who who didn't pay for his own college education. Um, my parents did, and so I think that would be my feeling of somewhat returning that great gift that I got. So yeah. like help pay off the houses, and then hopefully they don't have to worry about that. So that'd be great. Then when it comes to the selfish stuff, now here comes the fun part. I know this is the fun part. <laughs> uh, what would I do? Well, I have to say I'd I'd retire. Uh, really? Yeah. I mean, I not that I wouldn't 
do important like or find things that I care about, but I wouldn't work the way that I work now. Yeah. Um, I would enjoy. I would travel. I think. So, that's, so yeah, retirement for you, it would be active. Traveling. You'd be you'd be going yeah, yeah, around yeah. and like no, no, doing I'm not just stuff. like hanging. I do like golf. I'd probably play a lot of golf, but I'd be like traveling. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd probably spend it on like um, a nice, wonderful home that I could come back to, and then otherwise I'd just be out and about. Put a, put a home on the golf course. You know, yeah. Yeah. Buy, buy, buy a golf course. Yeah. You know, you got a got billion. A yeah. Why not? Uh, and then I, you know, and after the one percent you've earmarked for charity, you've got all all that left. Yeah. yeah. Why not? I kind of, you know, what I think I'd buy, I, I'd want. Um, uh, that penthouse at the uh, St. Regis Hotel in San Francisco. That's very specific. So used to, well, the, I, the reason I say this is um, it used to be the single most expensive, the, the most expensive single family residence, I think, in the whole country. Really? It was like listed for like $78 million and it's a penthouse in a in People a building. People buy it, buy it to own? Someone ended up buying it for much less than that. But um, I mean, I've been in the building. It is just so cool, right? Like yeah. you're right downtown San Francisco. You're on the top floor, so you get this 360-degree view of, like, the bay and right. the whole city. Um, and if I got a billion bucks, then it's like, you know. That's easy. That's, that's easy. not that – it's affordable. And so uh, I think that would be, like, my cool city house. And then I'd go buy, <laughs> you know, in between my travels, I'd buy something else. So do, do you know, like, where you would travel? Like, what would be the um, – I'd like to think that there would be – there would really be no – eventually I'd want to do pretty much everything. Uh, I think – Top of my list right now would be um, sit somewhere in Southeast Asia. I've never been and I've wanted to go. And then uh, uh, so it's maybe like, like Singapore New Zealand. Or yeah, like yeah. A, and then and then I thought like Australia, New Zealand would be a lot of fun too. Yeah. Um, you ever been I have no places? idea. I've never been to either. Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea why. Um, ask me tomorrow. I might have a different plan. But, <laughs> um, and you know, I will say, if I had that much money, I'd probably travel in style. Like. I'd private like, jet? I don't think private jet. Well, shit, I got a billion dollars. But like, <laughs> I'm talking more like accommodations, right? Like, I'm not going to go be in a hostel, oh, right? No. I'm going to oh, stay no. at like a nice, I'm going to stay at nice hotels. I'm going to eat at nice restaurants. <laughs> but um, hopefully I'll still, you know, be somewhat humble and like, you know, walk myself up. A mountain, oh, as yeah. opposed to having a, a bodyguards walk me up or something. Didn't, just, yeah. didn't Justin Bieber do that with like the Great Wall of China? He like rode on his bodyguard's no shoulders. Idea. Really? Yeah, did I make this up? I, I if if you did, it's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> I swear I saw a photo of it. Maybe it was Photoshop. I, I mean, I, I, thought that was I don't really. I, to be honest, I don't really follow Justin Bieber <laughs> as much as you do. But that's, you know, it's, that's true. <laughs> um, so yeah, so those would be my those would be my things. That, that's a good plan. I like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it wasn't super specific. Uh, but you know, I guess it's be- I guess it's different than saying like I'd buy a yacht or I'd buy a right. car or something. You know, I think but doing something active and like yeah. saying like there's an experience you want to have. I think it'd be like, experiences for sure, hundred percent. Good answer. I like yeah, that. Yeah. So there you go. All right. Here comes the next question: skydiving or bungee jumping? Mm, skydiving. Why? Hundred percent. You know, it's so funny. I was just having this conversation really with uh, my girlfriend like two weeks ago. Uh, we both decided I don't think we want to do either. If you'd asked me a few <laughs> years ago, um, I would have said skydiving, and I and I actually wanted to do it. Now, at, at the risk of sounding like a total uh, kind of, you can swear sk- if you want to. No, but. no, I was I was trying to think of the right word. Um, at the risk of sounding like a totally uh, sca- a total scaredy cat. Yeah. Like. I think the rush and the enjoyment I would get out of skydiving is not worth the risk yeah. for me. And I know people don't like people don't die, but 
and you probably have a, I probably have a better chance of dying like just walking around the streets of San Francisco. Probably, yeah. But for some reason, it's like in the last couple of years, I've gone from being like, oh, yeah, skydiving, <laughs> fuck yeah, it's going to be great, to thinking... Uh no, not really worth you know. Yeah, like I like I like the, the a lot fun about my, would not outweigh the, the fear the of like fear, what yeah. might happen, right? Um, but bungee jumping looks just horrible to me. Really? I mean, it looks <laughs> it looks cool, but it looks just so scary because you're you're not only falling quickly, but then you have to bounce back up and fall again. Yeah, and it's like the, the thought of like the the cord snapping or like maybe misjudging the weight. Yeah. And you like go to. I mean, I know that doesn't happen, but um, but you can't get the image out of your head. Yeah, like it's once yeah. you've thought about it, it's like, well, what is? Totally. Though? Yeah. Yeah. So I th- I feel like there's other more um, kind of quote unquote hardcore things I'd rather do than like than those two. As soon as I said that, I was like, crap, I don't have an actual. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know if this falls in the same category, but you know, I saw. Um, what's with all the when they had all the airplanes that come to San Francisco? Oh, the uh, um. Sea, not Seafair, that's in Seattle, um, but you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, wait, it's, it's like the Blue Angels, but it's not, it's not what it's called, it, Air, Fleet Week. Fleet, Fleet Week, Fleet Week. Yeah. I mean, I saw, like, the Blue Angels guys, like, going a million miles per hour and flipping and whatever. Like, I think I'd want to do that. Really? More than jump out of a plane. Um, like, if I'm going to go get a rush, you know, like, that I think would be something I would choose over. Well, if if you want something that's gonna make you bar for a lot cheaper, I got a VR headset in my in my yeah, bag. Yeah, no so, kidding, you know. <laughs> no, no kidding. I and I would definitely be a, a barfer. I'm yeah. like, uh, but no, people who do it who yeah. barf still say that they're glad they're doing. Yeah, they're yeah. Dead, I mean, you know? it's like one like how many people get a get to do that? Not many, right? Well, it's, it's similar to like the the vomit comment. Have you heard about that? No. The vomit comment is a thing that they use to train that NASA uses to train astronauts to get yeah. them comfortable with what it feels like to be in in zero gravity. Gravity. Oh, so it's wow. a plane that goes up at a very tight parabolic arc and at the top of the arc it goes up really quickly and really sharply and at the top of the arc for for like i guess like a minute or so before it then go di- dives back down because of the speed and the angle at which it goes you're weightless so you, you float around the inside of the plane as if you were in the space station oh wow and so there's people who there's people who have done it who are who are civilians you know you yeah, can, i think yeah. if you i think you can pay to do it if, i mean i'm not exactly sure how it works but there's people who do it who you know and it's called the vomit comment for a reason you know yeah but no, that would be it's supposed to be amazing yeah uh sounds like also i I, I don't know if I'd rather do that or jump out of an airplane. That sounds intense too. But um, long, this is a long way of saying no bungee jumping. No bungee jumping. Yeah. Definitely no, and probably also not skydiving. <laughs> probably, probably not, but more so than bungee jumping. Right now. Yeah. All right, here comes the next question. If you could choose an ideal age to live to, so ignore natural causes, diseases, mm-hmm. etc., what would that be and why? Hmm. I don't know if it would be an age so much as it would be a milestone. I wouldn't want to live longer than my spouse. Yeah. Yeah. The the whole widower thing, yeah. I mean, obviously, if if you get married and your spouse dies at 30, like, okay, maybe that's a little bit different because you still have this, like, Right. You have a lot of time. Whole life to, ahead of you. Yeah. yeah, or if or if a spouse dies and you have children that you're responsible for or whatever. Right. But I mean, let's assume you're in your old age. You're at totally least, nervous. yeah, you're at least like seventy or eighty years old. Sure. Um I feel like by that point in my life, you know, if a spouse if my spouse goes, 
it's I would probably want to go to. Yeah. The, that, that, that gosh, this makes it it's sad. It's like it's a really think, morbid podcast. Even thinking yeah. about it is uh <laughs> is a little sad, but yeah. um you know I, I would I would imagine that that would be the one you know I look at my grandparents for example and um uh they're both they're both doing really well, but I I know that that would be really hard yeah. right to to spend they've been married for 60 years wow so to be 60 years with one person basically every day of your life and then that person's gone that to me would be the signal where it's like all right you know we've had a good run and and yeah. uh let's do it my grandmother's coming up on 20 years since her husband died really and yeah she's and uh... see but then you hear stories like that right and it's like i'm i don't know anything about your grandmother than what you just told me but yeah. Um, I would imagine that she wouldn't. She doesn't regret the fact that she had those twenty years to. I mean, to yeah, she's do uh, her own thing. So. She's in that time. I mean, obviously, it was really hard. For yeah, her, but but like, she you know has a passion for stuff like classical music and for yeah. you know and Get to explore I, that her family you know her her son my dad and you know and like there's a, I'm sure if you asked her there's a lot of stuff that uh, you know that she's she's glad she stuck around for in that sense totally yeah know? no I mean so there's a counter argument right there right, right? but. I guess if I'm if I'm forced to choose between the two, I'd like to think that uh, that would be the point in my life where I'd become the grouchy old man. Yeah, you know, like I I feel like I'm relatively positive a lot of the time, but that's when I would probably go and start being like, yeah, eh, whoa, Grandpa's not as cool, into, not uh, as fun as he used to be. Type Carl of thing. from Up. Yeah, yeah. exactly, <laughs> exactly. So maybe that would be this the signal. So. Yeah. Um, Sorry for all like the really morbid. I was gonna questions. say, can we get to like you know? I guess the billion dollar one should. Yeah, that been. was a fun question. That was a good one. Let's yeah. get to a pot. Yeah. I mean, well, that's random questions. Random. Like, that's the whole thing. I cannot control. Yeah. I'm probably gonna hit this button here, and it's probably gonna be like gonna say, you know, if you die tomorrow, <laughs> what would you do? Yeah. Okay, let's find all out. Right, here. Let's, yeah. Here, here comes the next question. All right, all right. This one, this one's happy. Okay, good. If you had unlimited resources at your disposal, what would be your dream career? So you, oh, okay. you can't you so can't, can't go and travel. You have to work. But right. what's what's your what's your? Hmm. And I assume I'm qualified to do whatever I want, right? Like I mean, Buy just a diploma, you know, just go go to a, yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like just because I have unlimited resources doesn't mean I would be a good uh, uh, NBA basketball player, yeah. right? But let's just pretend <laughs> that I could. Um, uh, you, well, you have resources. You can hire the best trainers sure, to, to, ma- sure, to make you sure. like you know a star. You know? I think I would. Um, you know the okay. So I'll I'll give two answers. One yeah. that's like all right. I want to play professional baseball. Boom, baseball. So, yeah, we'll set that aside. That was like my my childhood. That was the dream job as a kid, right? Yeah. Like oh yeah, I'm gonna play professional baseball. But if it was like, and we're talking like normal folk jobs, like jobs that like okay. people who aren't superstar athletes actually uh, do. To be honest, I mean I. I think it would be some iteration of what we get to do now, which yeah. is, uh, as you mentioned earlier, we're we're journalists, so we get to meet really fun people and interview people and go to events and kind of basically have experiences that no one else gets to have. I think I would probably do some form of that without the day-to-day uh, kind of grind, if you'd you would be sort of like an editor-at-large type or like a columnist-at-large. Yeah, or more of a like... Um, Maybe even someone who just kind of creates like cool uh, YouTube stories, right? So yeah. I would just say, or it doesn't have to be YouTube, cool video stories. So I would just say, uh, whenever, <laughs> I, advice, yeah. whenever I th- see something, I'm like, oh, that looks kind of fun. I'm able to just grab my crew 
and we just go wherever we need to go. And yeah. you talk to people, you take footage, you basically, you know, get to experience whatever it is you want. And then someone else throws it together and you're just kind of like the one who's asking the questions and, right. and doing all So what, yeah, you, get, you get to do the fun creative part yeah. and someone else kind of puts it together. Who's, and then you... There's a guy, what is it, is he on uh, CNN or Food Network? Anthony Bourdain? Yeah, yeah, no some... reservations. Yeah, yeah, I mean like... That's a li- that's almost too structured, but like you know what he gets to do, right? Is he just like travels around and like finds interesting people and cultures and stories, and he just like lives it for a week. And I'm sure he has some camera crew that follows him around and yep. like splices it all together into a story. But it looks like he's just getting to have these cool experiences as his job. So I kind of cheated because you said it can't be to travel, but yeah. I'm, I'm doing <laughs> well, no, but that's still a job. But Anthony yeah. Bourdain has an actual career that's yeah, based yeah. around traveling. Yeah. So I would say I would say something like that would be yeah. cool. Or if I was funnier, I'd do uh, uh, like the Late Show or uh, like host the Late yeah, Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Tonight Show, like <laughs> what Jimmy Fallon does. That's okay. funny. Move over, Jimmy. Kurt's here, and he has I'm unlimited here. resources. I have unlimited resources, so I can be. Or pay everyone to laugh at my jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, well, damn it. Yeah. Very on cue. That yeah. was on cue. Thank but you. yes, there you go. What uh, about I, you? I, I think it's a variant on your second answer is yeah. uh, it would be some form of something resembling journalism. It might, yeah. it might just be like a really higher rent version of what I'm doing with this podcast. Like I do love deeply talking to people and like hearing their stories like yeah. about their lives and what they think about. So it'd be like I, I, I've... One possibility that I've thought about would be like, okay, if I had you know unlimited resources, it'd be like a traveling thing where I, I could like go like city to city and I could like just spend an entire day just talking to people, yep, you know, kind of kind of like, um, do you know uh, StoryCorps? It's like an NPR thing. No, it, it's like an NPR t- affiliated program where it's like encouraging people to sit down with microphones and uh, people who like are not professional yeah. or whatever and just like to tell stories to one another so like the mother sits down with the child and tells tells them about like the you know um i, I don't know like where where she met his father or, yeah, or something yeah. like that um and it and, and it's like it's it's really touching and sweet and they often do like touring events where they'll like they'll set up like a little pop up like a trailer where you can come in and there's they've got all the microphones and stuff so you can go in record your story and then they move on to the next city, something sort of like that where where I where yeah. I'd be able to travel around and like meet new people and just like kind of hear you know right. stuff about Sounds them. Very similar, very similar actually. Yeah, although like I guess kind of the the selfish thing is like it's it, that would be sort of purely closer to this podcast where it's stuff where it's just like I'm interested in like you're when you're talking about like. Uh, a more journalistic angle like I, I think of that as having some sort of value to the wider populace uh, you know I like I think of journalism as being like you're not really I'm you contributing. know doing it for yeah, yourself yeah. and that's kind of my selfish answer is like you know <laughs> gotcha um, well we'll see how how nice I am to the rest of I might just pick my own selfish topics too yeah and actually, you know, and maybe probably. maybe if this podcast catches on, then maybe, maybe this will prove valuable in some way. The fact that Kurt likes to drink apple juice in the airplane, people be like, you know, I'm glad I learned that today. Yeah, and that's know? a free endorsement to the apple juice companies out there. <laughs> if just, you want to send Kurt free apple juice, a couple cases of it. just got a huge boost uh, in revenue, I'm sure, from that. Balls point. in your court, moths. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So Here comes the next question. If you were in charge of the world's scientists, what problems would you have them focus on? You, for, for whatever reason, so, someone stupidly has given you I know. keys to the kingdom. What a horrible, horrible idea. <laughs> um, what would I have them 
solve. Well, gosh, I mean, how could you ignore? Just... It's not a guarantee they'll solve it. Just what? What are they going to focus oh, on? Oh, there you go. That's a really. I was actually taking for granted the fact that they would. Get yeah, it, this get is it not. Right. This is not an unlimited resources thing. This is you just get to get to you know boss around people, but this is still a scientific process. You can't make miracles happen. Sure. Um. So. I would think a few things. One would, um, I think one would have to be continuing to figure out the world's water situation, right? So um, as we continue to grow as a population, like how how can we make sure that everyone has water that is safe to drink? Um, How can you maybe turn some seawater uh, into drinkable, drinkable water, yeah. yeah. Which I know that people are working on, but maybe I would do it more. More, more people there, <laughs> ramp it up. Um, the second thing would probably be, hmm, this is uh, this, and this kind of I guess ties in a little bit too. It would be um, population, and mm. and I want to say I keep wanting to say population control, but that's, I don't that's know. something that's not, I don't know if you want to go that's there. That's not the right. That's not that's uh, the reason I didn't want to say it because I know that's not what I'm what I mean. But right. um, I do think that there that you know, and I, I'm not an expert at this, but I would imagine that we are as a as a population we are growing too quickly, and so it's not necessarily. Um, I don't know if this would be a scientist. I guess it would be like a social scientist problem, maybe. Yeah. Like, how, um, how do you manage? Like, yeah. A, how do you manage this? And like, what like what can we do? Right. Yeah. Like, uh, what do we do to make sure that as we keep growing, because it seems like we're going to um, pretty quickly. Like, how do we? And again, this is why it ties in. How do we make sure everyone has food and water and shelter and all that stuff? Um, and then the third one would be an actual scientist one, which would be, um, I guess you, you know, uh, the first thing that comes to mind is like, how do we fight? AIDS right. and HIV, really um, difficult diseases, right? Yeah. And and I say that one, I think, just because it's the one that everyone probably talks about most yeah. often. But um, I would have to do more research into like what what diseases out there are 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 kind of like impacting the most people. But that's the malaria, one. I would think. That's, I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's another good one. Bill yeah. and Melinda Gates Foundation, and that one's so like, that one, from what it sounds like, is so preventable too, right? Because well, yeah. it's like. As long as that, that's, have... that's like the intersection of science and social science because right. you need to have like the deployment of all of like the the nets and the and the treatments and things like yeah, that. Yeah, so you'd want yeah, exactly. That's and that's probably um, more preventable than a lot of the uh, the other ones out there. But... but I'm pretty sure it's like the deadliest disease, even even more so than cancer. I yeah, think. really. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. And shoot, we didn't. I mean, I didn't even say cancer, right? Like I yeah. was, I wasn't even <laughs> thinking. I not that I wasn't thinking cancer, but like. Uh, here we are talking about all the world's problems. This is yeah, again more, with the, more, more death, more, more sadness. death and sadness with the podcast. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'd say those would be my my top three priorities. Um, I don't know if the second one is officially a science one as so much as yeah. a social one, but you get the idea. I'll let it slide. I yeah, mean, yeah. You're, you're you're the boss, so yeah. it's, no one's going to question, you know. Yeah, and you know, this was all on the spot too, right? If I had another five minutes to think about it, I'm sure I would have really <laughs> not allowed. Yeah, I would have really had a, a really a, more eloquent answer. Exactly. Instead of population <laughs> control, I would have had something a little bit more appropriate. But you get yeah. the idea. I get the idea. All right, here comes the next question. What do you think of politically incorrect or potentially offensive jokes? Hmm. <laughs> um. Well, for the most part, for the most part, I a lot of them I I laugh at. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, internally for sure. Um, I think being in 
the role that we have, which is somewhat every once in a while visible, right? I mean, like we, given our job, right. uh, every once in a while. I think you have to, like, I think that's changed my perception a lot, right? It's like I used to watch, uh, we'll say Family Guy or South Park, and they'd have these inappropriate jokes, and I'd, like, laugh and think they were hilarious. And then I think once people, you realize that people are kind of looking at you, it's, it's um, you start to think a little bit harder. You're self-conscious. Yeah, of, well, you're, yeah. You're, you're conscious of the fact that, like, I want to a set a good example, and this could this could be just even because you have like a little sibling, right? Like yeah. I have a younger brother, and I want to make sure that I set a good example for him. And I have friends who I want to be a good example for for the, for them as well, and um, and vice it, it, versa. Does, does laughing necessarily encourage something negative? Or well, I, mean... I don't think I think it it depends on um, more on like if you're how you then dis, like if you have a discussion about it right like right. you can have a, a a joke that's inappropriate and everyone kind of laughs but then if you kind of let that become a real part of who you are or your or what you say and how you portray yourself then i think it can become an issue um man this is a really tough question but yeah it's you know at the same time like if you threw a Family Guy episode on right here I'd probably laugh at all. I, the jo- I would too. Yeah, I would laugh at all the jokes that I'd, I'd simultaneously find offensive. So, but, but that's the thing though is that there are some people who who would say that an offensive joke like that is making you confront something that you would not think about. You would not like start to think about otherwise. Right. So so it's sort of the question of if you uh, don't if you don't go through the process to begin with because you didn't hear the joke well and aren't you glad you, you you heard the joke yeah I mean I I honestly think and I don't watch South Park a lot but I think South Park actually does this relatively well right I mean they all their episodes pretty much point out uh, real life social issues or or, or issues uh, with racism or sexism or whatever and they turn it into a funny uh, um, Show a funny. Well, it's definitely like there's like a political bent to South Park where it's very like libertarian kind of. uh, So so like there's a lot of um, kind of kind of uh, their 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 point they often drive towards is like this person. In fact, with politically incorrect stuff, they 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 often drive to the point of like this person shouldn't be offended. You know, everyone should just let let everyone else live. You know. Yeah. Um, Which you know has, I'm not sure if I totally agree with, but yeah, I mean, there's so I guess. you know, I I would I, I think there's also different levels of intensity, right? I right. mean, like there's politically incorrect stuff that is borderline politically incorrect, and then there's stuff that is clearly crossing yeah lines, right? And um, it's hard to lump everything. You know, it's not it's not black and white, right? right? And you can't have one person who's deciding what's offensive and what's right. not. So I think overall, long story short, I I tend to laugh. I tended, I'm not super sensitive to that kind of stuff. Um, at the same time, I'm conscious of how I let it, you know, creep into my own life. Yeah. Or I try to be, at least. Well, I mean, that's kind of the whole thing is like, yeah, we're, we're both, you know, white dudes in America. Yeah, so that's we, the other thing, right? We, like, we hit the lottery, you know. I'm a white male, <laughs> uh, and the, so there's not a, like... When people say white guy jokes, like I laugh at those and think they're hilarious, but like <laughs> I didn't know there were any. <laughs> well, maybe there aren't, but um, uh, you know, I, I, we, you're right. We are in a very different position, I think, than a lot of other people are. Yeah, that's something that took me a long time to come around to. I was like hardcore, like free speech, blah blah blah, in college, and then yeah. there was like not to after got after college, got out of college, and met like you know 
more people outside of that little bubble. And then I was totally. Like, oh yeah, this is. I'm not the only person who matters in the world. <laughs> and and what's crazy is like you think about um, how many people don't get that. Like you went to a good school and I went to a good school and. Uh, but you think about how many people just like never get out yeah. of the the hometown that they grew up in or exactly, whatever, right? Yeah. And and um, you know I think about the things I would joke and laugh about in high school and where I what that would be totally inappropriate now, but it's because you don't know you, you know you're yeah. stupid you're you're an ignorant sixteen year old who, <laughs> who doesn't know any better and there are some people who unfortunately like they never get out and experience kind of uh, how that could maybe be hurtful or offensive to others. So. Yeah, totally. Anyway, the risk of getting too serious here. <laughs> yes, I yeah. laugh at a bad jokes, okay, Eric? Is yeah. that what you want me to say? Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Right. Here comes the last question. As a passenger, do you feel safer in a car or a plane? So you can, you're controlling neither. Right. Uh, no, plane, for sure. Yeah? Yeah, I've never once been... Cons- Afraid of... No, yeah. I haven't. Um, I've been in cars plenty of times where I've looked at the driver and been like, what the <laughs> heck is going on? Uh, yeah, I don't get really, I don't get nervous about flying. Yeah. Yeah, what about you? I've, same. I mean, it's actually uh, for slightly different reason, which is that when I'm uh, in a car, either as a driver or a passenger, I'm like thinking about, well, it takes one person to cause an accident, right? So any one of these people around around uh, me on the road, yeah. if they're drunk or they're too tired or they're whatever, yep, yep. you know, that, that, that's like, it's like a anxiety source. Whereas planes... You're probably not going to bump into someone else in the sky. You've got, you've got enough room up right. there, you know. <laughs> I will also say that um, my thinking is like, while I can only imagine the the horror of being in an airplane that's going down and yeah. like realizing that that's going down and having this like three minutes or however long of just sheer panic. Yeah. Like once you hit, it's just kind of over, over, right? Um the, the the car thing, what scares me more about uh, car accidents, and gosh, here we go, getting, getting sad and depressing. You and your obsession with death. I don't yeah, know what it is The thing you. about car accidents <laughs> is that, um, you, you know, there's a good chance in a lot of instances that you're going to survive a car accident, but that you might... Be hurt badly. Have and... lingering issues. Yeah. And to me, that that's... Uh, yeah, I, I hate, you, hate, you hate to see when that happens, right? Yeah, totally. So... Um, um, yeah, I never con- I'm never concerned about airplanes. Yeah. 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 Well, thanks for joining me on the most depressing podcast no kidding, ever. Man. <laughs> Jeez, I mean, this is this is this is horrible. I need to go uh I was going to ask if you had fun, but I think I know the answer to that. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I mean, I did have fun. I'm now I'm worried that uh, you know, I'm talking about population control, <laughs> how I laugh at inappropriate uh, you know, jokes, how I'm obsessed with death. <laughs> People aren't going to get the the right picture of me, but oh yeah, well, well that's, that's that's the risk. Random questions. You know? <laughs> it you, is. You well, it. we'll do it again sometime, and we'll yeah, we'll please do, come back. We'll yeah, do positive questions. All right, it's not, well, I can't I can't promise that. We'll but think positively. We'll think positively. Yeah. All right, that's all the random questions we have time for today. Remember to visit randomquestions.xyz to submit your own random questions. You can follow me on Twitter at heyheyesj. Kurt, where can people find you online? You can uh, follow me at Twitter as well, or on Twitter as well, at Kurt Wagner 8. And uh, Wagner's poet, W-A-G-N-E-R. That is and then the number 8. The number 8, Kurt oh. Wagner 8. Kurt is K-U-R. K-U-R. did that out of order. <laughs> yeah, but you get it. They'll put it together. Yeah. Yeah. Go, go search. All right, Random Questions show music is by Red Eyes and licensed under Creative Commons. For more, visit randomquestions.xyz. Thank you for listening, and thank you, Kurt, for joining me. Thank you.